0: Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot, and strong. Install a Ream. Let's get underway. Where are we? Oh, wow Wow. Well. Saturdays were made for this. The biggest names and the biggest games are right here.
1: Triple M rocks the NRL.
0: to our mates at King G, welcome to the Triple M Saturday Scrub.
2: Blue skies, great football, great to be with you on a Saturday afternoon and what a team we have assembled for you, uh, Brent Reader's with us, Ryan Girdler of course, Mark Geyer returns, my name is Tony Squires, MG, love to have you back.
1: I had to go back quickly because I yep. heard Woodsy was fantastic last week. So, you Woodsy, stay away from my seat, please, mate. He was pretty good. He was, he was, was really was, good, yeah. yeah. Yes.
2: Sort of an insight, and I guess the currency of a yeah, player who's okay. still running okay, around yeah now. Okay, yeah, okay. All yeah. those things. <laughs> <laughs> we got some uh, great games in the wash-up to have a look at, uh, heading back, of course, for the Thursday night. Uh, and last night, a couple of games. We've got the uh, South Sydney and the Roosters 26 16. Some big stories out of that would be the injuries. We're going to get there very shortly. The Dragons. Last time I was here, Gerds, last Saturday, the Dragons yeah. had, played, had one game which they'd lost. Just mm-hmm. seven days later. Yeah, you're feeling good. You're up and about. Boys, aren't you? Two games and two wins. I, in I was going to actually begin by it saying was... ahoy, hoy. Yeah,
3: yeah. No, you're up and about. It's good to see. I, I think they've surprised a lot of people, other than internally, but mm-hmm. externally, I don't think many people had high expectations and they're building their foundations. I mean, they're doing the little things right and at the start of the season, that's what wins games. You know what, actually, I just had a look at that
2: because you said, you know, they have surprised a few people. Just correct me if I'm wrong. Um, now, last week, you swapped out in your top eight from your predictions. You swapped out uh, yeah, the got Warriors. Yeah, I the Warriors. Yeah, and I put the Knights in. The Knights. Are you giving me another another Mulligan? Well, I'm just saying. I think if I <laughs> look, on. MG, and as you've seen, if I look on your fearless predictions from the opening round, yeah. you had Wooden Spoon going towards Wollongong.
3: I did. The Dragons. No, no, no. I had it going towards Cogra, not Wollongong. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but uh, what are you giving me an I'm, opportunity I'm to saying, swap that get, around? Do you want to swap uh, them mate, out? Uh, no. Wait till next week, guys, Tony, no I, is don't.
4: Newcastle, Newcastle, no, I don't. Newcastle play them next week. That's right. Play St. George, mm. So wait till next week. I called you the Manly, would, I called the Manly, guys, the
1: Manly game last night. You want to swap Dragons with Manly right now. Yeah, right now you Manly. wouldn't. I'm, I'm tempted to,
3: but and maybe oh, if Tony oh, wasn't I'm, in the conversation, <laughs> I would. <heard, but laughs> Manly, um, yeah, Manly last night and they play Penrith on Thursday. How much start do you think they're going to get? Oh, oh, it's massive. It's a massive. Yeah. Well, hey,
2: look, while I'm in the business of telling people they've been doing poorly, Brent Reid, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> I'm just looking through your tipping. Now, uh, in the Telegraph, is uh, he going those still after yes, he, he came last There's about last 40 year.
3: people in this.
2: No, no, I'm not holding on. have said anything. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hold on. You know, in a minute. Uh, he, I think he's on 10 points. This is before this round began. At That's ten okay. points. Solid. Yeah. Second mm-hmm. last, uh, Blocker Roach was on seven. Oh,
4: smashing! Him. Yeah. Smashing so you're,
2: him. you're on 10, yeah. going yeah. absolutely. Rubbish. And from what I've seen of your mm. tips for this weekend, you're one from three. Correct?
4: Okay, that's yeah. that's all right. One from
2: three. It's, it's, it's not very... like
3: you spend a lot of time around the game either. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you're probably in a in a contest ready with people that you know just watch it every now and again. There were extenuating circumstances
4: last year because I, I'm a. a Brisbane supporter. Yes. And I, I back, I tip I tip them every week religious, religiously out of loyalty. Mm-hmm. And last year, they barely won a game. Yes, it wasn't much religious. Mind you, this satanic. year's not looking too good either. <laughs> no. So, are you uh, uh, going to go
3: down the same, are you going to use the same theme, the loyalty theme? I mean, why don't you try and win something? No, no. Yes.
4: You've got to tip with
2: your No, heart. You don't no, see there as well
3: because he tips the Sharks every week. I mean, yeah. I
4: always
2: tip against the Dragons, and either way, I'm a little winner.
1: No, because yeah. then you they know,
2: they feel bad when they win. No, I don't. Because I've, if they win, woohoo, I get the win. If they lose, I get the tip
4: right. No, I can't bring myself to do it, no. I okay. can't do that. So All right.
2: right. <clears throat> uh, the Rabbits, gee, they look good. 26-16, just looking at their tyre power scoreboard. Uh, over the Roosters, when they going to get to the wash-up from that. Certainly the injuries are huge. As we said, the Dragons over Manly, 38 to 12. Uh, good for the Dragons. What does it mean for Manly? And a sensational game of Rugby League Thursday night. Just a brilliant one. Not all the stars were there, but they played brilliantly. Pen- Panthers over the Storm. 12 points to 10. Brian Tot will join us. Zach Lomax will join us. Sterlo is here at 2 o'clock. It is a full dance card on the Saturday Scrum.
0: The triple M. Saturday Scrum for King G. Triple M rocks footy. As I said,
2: that game last night, so much expectation. Uh, the Roosters and South Sydney uh <laughs> Uh, the antagonism between the two ti- sides, all of those things. The result, twenty six sixteen. it was blown away in the first half. I don't want to talk about the football just yet. We'll get to that a bit later on. I guess the big story out of that was some injuries uh, that are going to affect the Roosters big time. And, Brent Reed. on top of that, there's other big names that are now we're hearing, uh, including Bradman Best. So let's just go through. Luke Keery, I guess, is the big story with that suspected yeah. ACL.
4: So he's had scans today. He and Lachlan Lamb have both had scans today on their knees. Uh, look, uh, they're reviewing him now, but the expect, uh, expectation with Luke here is it's an ACL, which is his year. Mm. Um, be stunning if it's not. So, tragic news there. With Lachlan Lamb it's a meniscus. I'm, I'm not sure how long that normally is. You, Gird, you might know better than me. You play the game.
3: I think, I think it can, if it's not a medial, yeah, yeah. if it's a meniscus, it's probably, you know... Four to six, I yep. would imagine. Medial probably a little bit longer than that. Then, you know, I had a yep. medial meniscus, and <laughs> oh, my, my career was over. <laughs> and I then wasn't
2: there's playing, <laughs> of course, but it does
4: not And obviously, Lindsay Collins with the the head knock. Lindsay Collins. Um, there was a report he was taken to hospital last night. That's not right. He wasn't taken to hospital, but he'll be monitored during the week. And obviously, you've got to go through all the protocols, get an independent specialist to clear you if you want to play with play within the next eleven days. On on the positive side, Victor Radley should be back next week. Sam Verrills is in contention next week. Uh, and Jake Friend's a week-to-week thing. He still needs to see an independent doctor as well. So. And where's
3: Boyd at, just from memory? Boyd's around,
4: th- uh, around 13, Boyd's okay. back. So, But obviously, Luke Curry's the big news there. ACL, and uh, he's gone for the year, Luke Currie, so terrible news for them.
2: Massively bad news for the Roosters. Okay, what about the uh, name Bradman, oh, Bradman Best? Best yeah. now, we had him on the show last week.
4: Yeah, so he's got an elbow injury. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, they haven't put out an official confirmation about how long he's out yet uh, they said it's indefinite but I know Central Physio uh, put out something and said if you require surgery he's probably looking at 8 to 10 weeks if it wow. requires surgery so, so he was
3: named so has he done that at training or did he well, do it in last week's I, game I think
4: he got hurt in last week's game from memory really? uh, yeah. in the latter stages of that game so obviously I named him and hoped he'd get through the week but it, it hasn't happened
2: all right, what do we think, MG, about these injuries? Obviously, some of them can't be helped. I mean, Lindsay Collins oh, yes. got mm. clocked by a teammate, uh, Jared warrior Hargreaves' uh, elbow. I think they go both going into to tackle uh, Burgess. Uh, so he he was out. But in terms of the the pace of the game, those soft tissue injuries or the ACL, all those sorts of things, those injuries, is this increase, do you sheet at home at all to what's going
1: on with the pace of the game? Look, I, I love the speed of the game, um, what we're currently seeing, but at what cost? Uh, I... I watched the game. We call the game Thursday night. Um, no penalties at halftime. Only one six to go. The game was frenetic. I love as a spectator. I love it. I, I feel for the players at the moment. I think I think the players are pushing themselves to a to a boundary that they haven't pushed themselves to before, and something's got to give. Something has to give. I sometimes when you're watching the games these first three weeks, you think you're thinking, "Well, this is just unbelievable rugby league." That game on Thursday, I, I can't remember a game that was more intense, was more physical, was more was faster. But the, the rules and regulations of our game stay pretty much the same except for these new rule changes that have come in. And the players obviously are, are getting bigger and stronger. Um, I remember when I played, back when I played, there was a concussion maybe, I don't know, once every three or four weeks you'd hear about. Mm-hmm. Now it seems to be every game there's one or two. I, I, I don't know what the answer is. I, all I know is that these guys are putting their bodies on the line as we ask them to week in, week out, and the, the, con- the concussion at, my, at the minute is a, is a concern. It's a big concern because we're seeing guys getting f- floored and we're seeing them, instead of just glancing blows, we're seeing guys getting carried off too, too, far too much. And I don't know what we're going to do about it, Tone, but I know that those in, in the headquarters who are on a lot more money than me and get paid to make decisions must be a little bit concerned.
2: Yeah, it's hard to know the answer, isn't it? But it's true. I mean, the, the pace of the game last night in the second half was slowed down only because of the injuries and there was such concern for them. And that's yeah. where the pace of that game disappeared completely. But it is, it's is—it's tough, isn't it, to try to work out how you solve that?
3: It's hard to reel it back in once you've... Exactly right, because you know. change the product again. Exactly. Uh, and but, and, you, and you have to think that under fatigue, you know, players make different decisions and their bodies react in different ways and I think that's kind of what we're seeing especially mm. in the middle there guys getting their head in the wrong spot it's not because they've forgotten how to tackle it's just that their body can't get them into that situation or it's a lazy effort and they're not going through all the protocols usually before you go through a ta- to, to make a tackle that you, you know you tick certain boxes and and these guys are just they're really tired and then you go back to the old discussion about okay so you know, we wanted a, a quicker product because over the last, you know, few years we've seen too many stoppages in play and that was giving these, you know, the bigger men in the middle a bigger rest and then, you know, that they, they were fresher and then the impact was bigger and that was the argument, what would be, you know, what's a better, what's a better solution coming up with bigger guys running harder at each other because they're fresher or making them a little bit more fatigued and then getting them to... Maybe not run as hard at each other, but then what's going to come out of that? Well, I think we're finding out at the moment. The yeah. problem is we've got one or two guys in most teams, um, and there's other issues. Obviously, we're going through at the moment with the game. Was you know there was probably five serious five contenders for the title this year, and we're probably now down to four. And and with those four, there's two or three players in every one of those teams that if they fall out mm. yeah. and something happens to them, then the numbers are, are, are even um, you know less. So. <laughs> It's an issue. It is. The other injury, of course, is Dylan Edwards
2: with his hand as well.
4: Yeah, a fra- fra- yeah, fractured hand. Yep. Um, again, I've, sorry, I haven't checked how long he was out for. Yeah. My apologies for that. But he's obviously faced. They said his, about
3: eight weeks. Yeah, he's it facing was reported. in the
4: sidelines. I mean, they've got a bit of depth, haven't they? I, yeah, uh, yeah you know, but Appy's
3: out and... and, and
4: yeah. yeah, they've got options for fullback, I suppose.
2: You know. Now, uh, Brent Reid, well, you've got some more information for us. Well, there's lots us. going on at the moment yeah.
4: by, by the looks of it up in Brisbane because obviously that they've had that... Uh, that COVID scare up there, and we had an issue with the AFL last night. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so basically, Canterbury's up there at the moment to play tonight. They've been put in a hotel lockdown. They've oh, basically wow. been told not to leave the hotel. And I've just contacted Melbourne. Brisbane play Melbourne next week. That game is um, scheduled for Amy Park. And at the moment, um, the Broncos are in standby to come to Melbourne 72 hours before that game and, and fulfil protocols to make sure that game goes ahead. So... Um, There was some talk it might be moved to Sydney that game next week, but apparently uh, people in Melbourne are saying to me that Brisbane may have to go down there three days early just to make sure they're able to fulfil protocol protocols to satisfy the victorian government so yeah you know, this is the fear that covid would interrupt the comp again yeah. it's not it's not widespread outbreak but it's obviously it's going to have ramifications
2: yeah well that I thought was interesting wasn't it because yeah. they any fans who had travelling now from queensland the game was in geelong they were told to leave uh, even some of the commentary i think alistair lynch uh, the guys who'd come from yeah, queensland wayne carey uh, yeah, yeah. you know leave immediately so they weren't allowed to stay at the game it's quite uh, yeah, as you say uh, the bubble thing, um, and we, we we spoke to uh, Andrew Abdo a few weeks ago and he said they were ready to go if any of these things started to bubble to the surface. So well, Brisbane
4: may be forced to go into a bubble because of this, the Broncos players again, so we'll have to see what, how it unfolds in the next 24, 48
0: hours. Triple M, Saturday scrum for King G. Triple M, rocks
2: footy. First two weeks of the competition, the Roosters were unstoppable, mounting huge numbers of points. Uh, Last night they came up against a team that were passionate, that were full of resolved and were also full of Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell. (laughs) It does help, doesn't it? 18-0 by half time. The second half uh, kind of fell away into a slightly tepid affair. But, gee, those bunnies were impressive, Mark Guyatt.
1: Ultra, ultra impressive. You you sensed that something was coming their way. Um, Their forward pack were just outstanding uh, to a man. Um, I love Kalamatagi's aggression, but it's controlled aggression. Jaden Sewer, likewise. And then when Jai Arrow came on the field, he kind of just went boom. He went, he was in a zone. And um, conversely, um, you know, when Jared Warrior Hargroves come on, he gave away four penalties and he kind of disrupted the team, where Jai Arrow did the opposite. So the only thing I'd be concerned about if I if I was uh, Wayne Bennett at all is the last couple of minutes when Latrell went for the short um, dropout. Yeah you got to put when you when you got teams like this you have got to put the nail in you have got to hammer it right through and just make a statement um, At 26-10 you know that would have been a probably a fitting scoreline for the dominance they had even if they scored more maybe south but to make it you know 26-16 uh, a respectable scoreline i think that's that's the only blight i can find in a fantastic south city performance on the other hand we've spoken about the roosters the diabolical injury toll which is just shattering for them Um, And you've got to think without Luke Keary that there goes their chances of uh, winning, you know, being even close to the grand final this year in 2021.
2: Wow, okay, I want to get to that, uh, the effect in a moment, I guess, who will obviously come in there. Uh, that left side was phenomenal, that wasn't for South Sydney
3: in the, in the first half. You can't Patrillo has a it, flick pass, it yeah. was just so beautiful. Oh, They're beautiful. just so well connected, aren't they? Yeah. And even, you know, Dane Gagai is playing great, yeah. you know, we've always seen Dane play really well at origin and at, and at representative level, but there's always been a little bit of criticism around him, you know, at club level and whether he should play on the wing, in the centres, but you know, he's really working that combination really well now and there's a lot of focus on that left side and... Um, he's certainly playing his part. But, yeah, from the, from the Roosters, I mean, you need to think about their opening two contests. You know, they won, I think, by 40 points in both of those. And they weren't against, playing against, you know, any sort of uh, NRL heavyweight, so to speak. So they probably came in with a little bit of a wrong attitude, I would say. And they got exposed early. But all the good sides and the sides having success at this point of the season know that ball control is key. I mean, you look at your dragons at the moment, I mean, doing the basic things early on in the season gets results, but especially the way that they've changed with changing the rules the way that they have, it's essential that you hold the ball. Now I just couldn't believe I was watching a roosters side and then you add the ill discipline about, you know, them chasing Jayara around the park and they kind of lost their focus on their job. It was such an unroosters like performance. Um, It was it was surprising, but South, on the other hand, in relation to their lead into the, they had that really tough hit out in Melbourne where they got blown away in that first half, and then their second half was really good and came back. They were polished last week against Manly. Just yeah. they're a side that sometimes just need to do enough to get the result, and that's what they did last week. But they came last night to play and to, sh- to put the league on notice, and they were outstanding.
1: The just quickly the the punch in the back of the head. um, Ordinarily, um, Daniel he'd say Yeah, frust- eh? you'd yep. say frustration, but I, I don't think so. The bloke who, who was done on, they've obviously spoken to, before the game about how much they wanted to get Arrow. It was obvious. Every forward um, last night from the Roosters went out of their way to try and get Arrow. But there's another seven, another six forwards that you got to worry about as well. So, uh, given the current climate with the way the NRL's clap, uh, clapping down on stuff, I thought it would be sent off. I thought he might have been sent off. That was. I, I, if I if if that wasn't a send off, I don't know what we're going to get sent off for this year. It's we a, all love the a, fact that MJ do not It's don't a clenched fish, clenched fish to the back of the head, which is very dangerous. Yep. Yep. I I, I look. I'm going to give the kid the, the kid the benefit of the doubt. He come on. He wanted he wanted to make a uh, an impact, but that's that, that we've got to send a message that our game we can't do that. that you're not allowed to do that. So you got ten in the bin for the punch. Yeah, to the top of the bonds The way that you know what time the way isolate that incident um last year or the year before and you'd say okay 10 minutes in the bin was was yep. adequate but the way we've we're, we're, we heard the referees this week we're going to clamp down hmm. we heard that there was there was a change coming because of what happened to madison and, and the like but the perfect opportunity for the referee last night to make a statement and he didn't he has been charged though He's been charged. He's looking yeah, at at least that's, one that's, week, maybe of two. Gonna charged, yeah. Of course, he's going to be charged, Rudy. Of course, he's going to be charged. But you had a you had a chance yeah. last night to make an impact. I got so to make say
4: on Joy Arrow, MGG gee, you showed some character. Yeah. Because all week. You you knew they were coming for him. Even Trent Robinson, when he got asked about his press conference, he basically (laughs) said...
2: But, but Reedy, let's just, you know, join the dots there. Hmm. Clearly, there was, with Jai Arrow there was the state of origin, picking up Teddy, James Tedesco, when he was already knocked out and uh, kind of lifting him up and throwing him back down again. Is that all the world? Because what if there was a Queenslander in the Roosters' side there? I mean, is that that where it stems from and is that all
4: there is? Well, well, as far as I know, that's all there is. That's what it stems from, yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously, James Tedesco... Uh, apparently Jai's reached out to him on, I think, on social media and mm. he hadn't heard back from James. And we spoke to James, actually, after the game in Newcastle, uh, sorry, Campbelltown last week, and asked him about it specifically. He said, look, I've got no sour grapes. But he did say, you know, Victor Radley, he basically intimated Victor Radley, wasn't overly happy, happy with it. And if he was playing, he had gone looking for revenge. Well, yeah. Victor didn't play, but mm. clearly some of his teammates wanted to yeah. Yeah. get one yeah. back on Joy. And, and, you know, Jai had the last laugh. Mm. He, he went out there to play football. Mm. M.G., I mean,
2: you're a man who did sail close to the wind. Uh, yeah. And in terms of that not crossing the line. Now, Joe Warrior Hargreaves, obviously he was a man on a mission when he came out, but Trent Robinson said it in the press conference after, you know, you've got to be close to that line without the complication of giving away penalties. And as you said, he came on and he just gave away penalties. How hard is it to stop yourself when you get into that
1: emotional state? It's so hard. It's so hard. When you're renowned, you know, when you're when you've been given the label in your team as the, the inverted commas of the hitman? Sometimes you just take that too far, I know, I know I did. I know that you know. Sometimes they say when you cross that white line, things happen. Well, when I played footy, it wouldn't go that wouldn't go away. I'd I'd take that with me into the club after a game, and if someone looked at me sideways, I go, "What are you looking at?" Because I'm I'm in, I'm in this role. I'm in yeah. this mode, and to the detriment of my my teammates mostly, because they'd often play with twelve men in a game or or four weeks without me because I'd be suspended, and that's just that's we're playing a team sport and I'm money getting this now I'm 52 years of age yeah is <laughs> it, it harder when you're coming off the bench like him I mean he's sitting oh, on very the bench big time big for time 20 really. minutes
4: and his, yeah. his blood's boiling and he wants yep. to rip yep. in and then he gets yeah, in there big time. and he also,
3: I think he also knew by the time he got on, the game was almost yeah, over yes. and he needed to shake something up just to try and get the best out of his group. So I think he had a, a few different ideas of how he could change the momentum of the game. And it probably wasn't a bad one, but he, I think maybe he just took it that little bit too far. But it is, it's a, it's an absolute challenge now for the Roosters, who probably for the last five or six years have had a really good run. I know they've had some difficult times with injuries, all clubs have. But you know, externally now, you know, all expectation is going to go away from where they are. And I think, you know, Trent Robinson and, and all the coaching staff there need to make sure that internally that doesn't happen because they could fall away. They've got some, still got some good, talented players to come back. He spoke about a few of them before. Mm. Now, if this young Walker comes through and they can find a seat and Radley comes back and then Verrells comes back and then Friend comes back and these guys come back, if they keep, themselves, they keep themselves at the hunt in the hunt to the back end of the season, I mean, and this Walker gets a little bit of time under his belt, they reckon he's an absolute superstar now. Yeah. I'm not saying. Okay, I'll give gonna... you. A,
1: I'll ask you a question right now, Gerg. So yeah. you, you, before the show started, you didn't want to change dragons and manly for the wooden spoon. Yeah. Roosters. Do they make the eight?
3: I, I think they make the eight. Yeah. If if internally they they keep it together, it would be easy as a player. And it comes back to the culture of the organisation. To kind of say now, you know what? Our you know our our, our most you know our most important player basically is is. He's gone for the year. Mm. We've got this injury. Boyd's not playing our leader. This, 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 and this. There's plenty of excuses we could now use to just go through the motions for the year. Um but it'll all come back to their attitude around that. I still believe they could make an imprint in the finals.
2: But you're right. I mean, they look at it and they go, well, we're, we're two from three to start the season with yeah. a pretty good four and against. Yep. All you do is pick up wins along the way, get in there to be somewhere around by the time yep. the cavalry arrives. Then why can't we? Why can't yeah, we? Yeah, you know, I think I'll you know,
1: make the eight. I okay. think I'll make the eight. I just think, I just think without without Keery, that's kind of like Munster being out of Melbourne, um, Cleary out of Penrith. It's, he's their man. Now that they've mm. got no really recognised halfback, but, but Keary, the funny thing good. I think because I think it,
3: it it amplifies the fact because they played so poorly last night. Yeah, I think everyone's now going well. They're out of form and they've lost their best play. Look at what look at what Penrith did with our Cleary the other night. They brought some young guys through their system. They've got some young guys in their system, the Roosters. And if their attitude's right on game day, they can do what Penrith did against Melbourne the other night. They can do uh, that. I think we
1: th- I think we think about Roosters, but we think okay, is it a false sense of security because they've played mainly in the Tigers and, and flogged them. And now we've looked how they're going. Uh, it's kind of oh, oh, look. I, I yeah. you never discount the Roosters because oh, look. I think this. Oh, I agree with what you said about Walker. Hearing unbelievable things about him. He's poised. He's he's strong. He's he's got great footwork, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him you know, straight in at the halfback this week. And, and then there's young Sawali. If you yeah. can, you know, maybe put Joey Manu at 5'8 for a while and put Sawali out wide, who knows? They've got yeah. options, but you never discount the rooster. I was going to say, that's the interesting
4: thing about Sam Walker. You'd love to bring him in to the team alongside Luke Kerry or an experienced half. Well, they're, yeah. look, they're looking for two halves. Yeah. I mean, luckily, <clears> I'm sorry, I said meniscus earlier. It's actually a medial ligament that he's yeah. done. So, um, you know, they've got blokes like Drew Hutchison there, but... You know if you are getting a blood walker, and you're right, guys. And MG, everyone talks about him. That he's going. To, and I saw him playing reserve grade with Joseph Sawali uh, mm. a week ago, and he just looks like an outstanding yeah. talent. But he's an 18 year old kid, and he's coming into a club. He's at a club with a great culture, and coming into a. You know, surrounded by stars, but you'd love yeah. to have another half beside him who could take yep. some heat off him, Absolutely. take some pressure off him. and That's going to be the hard bit.
2: Yeah, yep. Rabbit's number Nine, Damien Cook, all week he was uh, very effusive about the talents of his man Latrell Mitchell uh, over Teddy. Then that put a bit of pressure on him himself, but he came out and played great footy in that first half. Damien Cook as well, mm. uh, very. It was terrific out of dummy half. Wayne Bennett was positively effusive in the press conference. Said so I think one answer went for five, <laughs> five <laughs> words. Five he was doing. <laughs> he was doing. <laughs> inter, he
1: was doing internal backflips. He yeah. was. He was he was doing internal backflips there. Oh, oh man.
2: Twenty six sixteen to the bunnies over the roost. You've got
4: to ask him open ended questions, Tate. Yeah, That's you, the key. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to ask him yeah. open ended questions. Otherwise he'll just give it two and three words.
2: Yep. Yeah, I know. But you can't then you can't be too specific. You can't go well, could you expand on that? No. <laughs>
4: yeah, exactly. <Yeah. laughs> I can't work. give you the opportunity no. to give yeah. you a short answer. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant.
2: Fascinating to watch. Uh, the Dragons in Manly next, Saturday Scrum. <laughs> Triple M,
0: Saturday Scrum for King G. Triple M rocks footy.
2: You were just, I just happened to catch you uh, throwing down a pie, MG. <laughs> yes. Uh, and what is it? Gallo's 12th, pie. It Gallo's pie, was it? Okay. What Do you keep them in the freezer and just ding them yeah. up in the microwave? Is it the in yeah,
1: the air fryer. Oh, the air oh. fryer. Oh, one oh. of the best things I've ever bought. Very popular. modern that, implement, everything.
2: The air fryer. Mm. Do you use it at your, your cafes?
1: No. no, of course not. not. Have you got the big one, MG? The premium. Yeah, the big one. You got the big yeah, one. Set, okay. With, with uh, five kids, you got to the big one. Yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah.
2: So, do you fry chicken? Is that yeah everything. Re- everything. 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 I've heard a with schnitzel. Mix?
4: I've heard a schnitzel
1: comes up outstanding in
2: the air fryer. Yeah, a couple Is of desserts you can have
1: in there as well. Really? A little bit of a tim tam thing and all that type of stuff. No, no, yeah.
2: no, no, no. Talk me through your tim tam. What do you do? <laughs> no,
1: I don't make it. I So as soon as I said that word, I should have stopped because. I knew you were going to ask me, mm-hmm. and that's what the kids make up. And I think I just eat it. And I said, "How do you make this air fryer?" Okay, how what's do the difference between
3: know. an air fryer and an oven? Can you tell me? Well, well it's kind of the like speed of which you're cooking, that, I think, would probably be it, wouldn't yeah. It? yeah, It's like it's a deep fry, like 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 fry without oil. oil? Yeah. a deep fry without
2: oil. A deep fry without oil. Okay. okay. Healthier, healthier apparently. Okay. okay. Well, unless healthy. you start putting Tim Tams in. <laughs> well, that's <I> <laughs> true,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, <laughs> what help oh, did I tell you, I, I won a pie eating competition in 2001 on the footy show. An official pie eating competition? Yeah, I think there was Blocker, there was Artie Beetson, there was Daryl Broman, there was me and Mark Carroll. Wow, that's a that was a the opening list, of Ga- Ga- Galo's big. Pie's first ever store. Um, he opened up at Clavelli there, or could And we all assembled there. So they come to us at the start of the footy show and said, "Okay, boys, Pie." And obviously, Artie Beatson was renowned for eating pies. Was he the favourite? I- and I went, "I'm going to win this. I'm going to. Do- I'm just going to do anything I can to win it." So I didn't eat all day. On the way down to the um, the pie shop at Galo's, I had a-, a long neck just to you know wet the wet the palate. <laughs> <laughs> and when I got there, <clears throat> I said, "Okay, let's go." So, started eating. Got about you know number five or six. I went, "Okay, I'm feeling okay." I got to eleven. Who went out 11. first? Um, I think Spud. Did he? I think Spud. Yeah. Yeah. What two? He kind of stopped at about six, oh, and then okay. Artie kept coming up. Me, mid- there. he got Artie got about nine. Mm. Big, <laughs> and who, big, who, big, who did
3: come down to? You and Artie.
1: <laughs> come down to me and Artie, and, and I think um, Blocker. Okay. Wow. So yeah, I got eleven and was crowned pie eating uh, master.
2: Oh, that and on the way is... home
1: back to Penrith, I quickly oh, did this dispatch with <laughs> <makes> the
2: mate. <pie. laughs> oh my! An God. Eating no, television. Uh, an eating comedy is so good. Remember when Homer Simpson
4: had the had yes. the, jo- yeah. the jo- yeah.
2: Don't yeah. fill up on bread,
4: Homer. <laughs> do, you, do you ever watch the uh, Long Island the hot dog eating championships? Oh, <laughs> Johnny Johnny Knuckles. Do you ever, do you ever watch the the, intri- the best thing about that is the introductions. When that guy yeah. the compere... Uh, introduces the the, pot, the the hot dog eaters uh-huh. And the way he does it is amazing Yeah Amazing Watch YouTube it on YouTube it. Okay. Once. You can watch his okay. 10 best introductions well,
2: Why is he called Johnny Knuckles? Doesn't he stop when he finishes with the hot, dogs? Johnny hot dog? No. Johnny, oh, Johnny we Hot spoke, Dog We, spoke to, him
1: once, we yeah. spoke to him once on the grill team about 5 years ago And we said we've got this guy who's just set the records for eating hot dogs His name is Johnny Knuckles and it was the worst interview we've ever had. We said, Johnny, so mate, how's oh, do you he have his, his mouth? Right? I? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <How's> <laughs> you go? Go, I don't know. Someone gave it to me. Okay, <laughs> like, like, hey, we're on live radio, brother. So, what else can you talk about yourself? Uh, I don't know. Eat hot dogs. <laughs> oh no. Okay, let's go. Like, let's go to a song, pagey. Uh, just the
2: sound of tumbleweeds rolling through the studio. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, not. It wasn't a good one. I love it. All right. The Dragons and Manly. It was a good story for the Dragons, as I said at the beginning of the show. This time last week, they'd uh, played one, lost one. Uh, seven days later, they got another two under the belt and four points on the competition table. Uh, a little bit unexpected, but Manly's performance, very poor. 18 uh, nil up, I think they got uh, the, the Dragons and they just went on with it, Rudy.
4: Mm, yeah, they're, they're in a hole, Manly. In a real hole at the moment. Desi said after the game last night, we can dig our way out of it, but it's really hard to see that happening, and Gerd mentioned, Gerd's mentioned earlier they're up against Penrith this week, so uh, that's going to be a real challenge for them. But Dragons, look, the Dragons are playing good footy, and some of the guys who are playing the best footy of the guys they need playing the best footy who've been down in recent years. Ben Hunt, Corey Norman was outstanding yeah. last night, you yep. know, playing for yeah. a contract at that club. Matt Dufty, uh, you know, he's a bit rocks and diamonds, Matt, but there was a lot of diamonds last night in that performance. So, uh, you know, Hooks, Anthony Griffin's doing a great job. I thought they'd struggle, but look, uh, the challenge will be this weekend. I mean, Manly and... Uh, North Queens they're not exactly high flyers at the moment. So they've got Newcastle this weekend up against their old teammate, Tyson Frizzell, and, or next weekend, sorry. And that, that's a real litmus test for them, I think.
2: They've got nine days uh, turnaround, which is good, uh, because Ben Hunt did have a little bit of a cork in the yep. calf muscle, but he should be good to go come Newcastle.
4: Well, I think he's got to get some tests this week, uh, Benny Hunt. But, I mean, he obviously got through the game. The game They pulled him off at the end of the game, obviously. But I think, took he, could, I think he could have stayed out there. Um, Yeah, sorry. He could have stayed out there if they'd, uh, if they'd needed it. But... um. Yeah, I mean, he's a key for them because, you know, when he and Corey Norman are playing like they did last night, I mean, Saints are a good football team. Yep. Jack Bird also, he's improving oh, each week. I thought well, he was He's been terrific. charged though, has he's he been with charged what? today. Oh, over the no, Sully incident. Surali. Yeah. Surali, and he's yeah. looking at a couple of weeks, I think, oh. Jack Bird. Um, even with an early guilty plea, I think it's two weeks from memory. So he might be missing. But I mean, he's been a great buy for them. You, you, you look at the Andrew Fafita situation. Oh, sorry, he'll miss at least one week uh-huh. with an early guilty plea. But, you know, uh, they've done really well there because they got Jack at half price base. He was mm-hmm. on a massive deal up in Brisbane, and the Broncos are chipping in. Um, This year and next And I mean Jack just needed to get I love Jack Bird I love watching him play He's one of my favourite footballers Because he's just a winner He just competes And he's a competitor He's instinctive I love watching him play I
1: love love Anthony Griffin I I think if they don't make the 8 this year It's a big rebuild for him And the fact that um, Before the game he was interviewed And he said I just want us to start better And I want our completion rate to be better Well boom boom Tick tick because they started on fire, and then in the second half they went eighteen from eighteen. I mean, that's just you know they're they're humming along because the coaches got them settled. Uh, making Ben Hunt captain was a master stroke. McCulloch's fitting beautifully. Um, I was a naysayer, I must admit. Why would you buy McCulloch? You know he's he's on old legs. He's coming back from a hamstring a hamstring rupture. He's not going to be explosive out of dummy half, but what he's giving you is he's giving you stability, and he's yeah. giving Ben Hunt confidence, and that's all you need. That's when you. Uh, when you got your million-dollar player um, playing to his his price tag, that's that's job done. And everyone else is feeding off it in their team. The big forwards, Paul Vaughan's back to origin form. Tarek Sims is starting to warm up. Blake Laurie up front. You know, these guys, Philly Mayun at, at, at lock forward. I mean, these guys are just going an extra leg. And when the guys come off the bench, like Merrin and stuff, they know their role as well. And obviously, Granted, Manly were devoid of any type of game plan last night. And apart from a couple of players who had a real dig in like Garrick and Aloy when they come on... Oh. It looks, it looks bleak in Manly. It, bleak. What,
2: was it less than 50% completion by half-time? Yeah. That's yeah. just impossible,
3: really, isn't it? it? It just looks like they're following a simple plan, and, and it looks like there's no pressure on the playmakers. And they're, they're, over the last couple of years, these two guys seem to have had the weight of the world on their shoulders. I'm not sure whether they didn't understand whether the game plan was too complex. I'm not sure what it was. But they both look really calm and relaxed. I don't know whether it's the people that got around at the moment. None of them are trying to overplay their hand. Now, that might... That might change when they get in different situations against the better teams, when, they, when they're when they going to need to deliver points, when they're going to find themselves playing off the back foot. The last couple of weeks, they're playing off the front foot. Um, the trial, you know, against South when they met some really stiff opposition, they really struggled. The yep. same as when they, they had moments against Cronulla where they looked okay you've got to take into consideration who they've beaten in the last couple of weeks, and those two guys are both really struggling this year. So it's going to be interesting to see you know, if the way that they're going about their business now is still relevant for them winning you know, footy games when they come up against better opposition. But you can only play you know, who they put in front of you, and at the moment they're doing all the fundamentals right. They're building the foundations to maybe build on the parts of their game they're going to need to improve. To compete against the better sides in the competition, and, and we get a good look at it how they're going to go uh, against Newcastle, who are one of those sides at the moment that are performing well. Well, Tony, you know, I, I think they look like a happy dressing room. Like after the yep. game last night, obviously,
4: they won, right? And the dressing room is always a happy place after you win. But, you know, they're having a beer, you know, they're, they're relaxing, they're, they're around each other, they seem to be having a good time. They it's seem a good really... song they get to sing as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they're not used to singing, it. it's been a while, a couple this year, but you know, it looks like a happy place at the moment. It looks like. Um, just a dressing room that's really com- comfortable with each other, and yeah, you know, you've got blokes off contract. That's always a precarious situation, right? But we we're seeing mm. with South and what's going on with Adam Reynolds. But you know, they've got guys who are off contract who are playing good footy, and they don't seem like it's it's having an impact on the environment at the moment. They seem like a, it seems like a happy place.
3: They've also got guys that that make things happen on the footy field. So there's just certain players in the competition, and, and in, in the outside backs for the last few years you know St George have always you know they've had some holes in those areas where you know they need someone to score a try or create an opportunity that doesn't come from you know their halves or their fullback or whatever and Zach Lomax is a guy and and Jack Bird's going to be that guy as well they can give the football to and things happen around him and all every time last night whether it's chasing kicks through now like he's a real target and he's really good at coming down with those with those catches and scoring points and offload he doesn't probably get as much football as he needs to. He's a guy that they need to somehow find a way to get, you know, three or four quick balls to every half to give him one-on-one situations with his opposite number. Like, after he scored that try early on in the in the contest last night, he didn't get the ball again until basically in the second half. Mm. And mm. then, you know, he, he finds another way to, to get himself involved and score two tries. His goal kicking's outstanding at the moment, but he's just a guy that when he's in your team, you need to give the football to because stuff happens around him. Yep. They need to use him more. And we will chat with Zach Lomax in uh, less than... Oh, coming on? Uh, he's coming
2: on oh, the show, I you bigoted him up. Hopefully yeah. was
3: listening to yeah. Ah, well. No, nah, he's, a, he's a fantastic young player. Yeah, he
0: is. Triple M, Saturday scrum for King G. Triple
2: M rocks footy. Let's just uh, update what's going on in the news. A few things have been happening this mm. afternoon. Uh, including some COVID business with Brisbane uh, and some other stuff I want to catch up with you on as well. Let's start with what's the latest on the Brisbane situation. Yeah, look,
4: there's some more developments up there. Um, apparently, uh, Travis Main the, from the Courier Mail is reporting up there now that um, uh, only the players are allowed in the dressing room tonight after the game. They basically shut the dressing room down now uh, for for Brisbane because of the the COVID threat. So, what about the crowd? Uh, is there a crowd? Well, at the moment, I think that's that's a I think, what, are they out there at 100%? 100%, up yeah, there, 100%. Yeah. I don't think that's changed. Well, as far as I know, it hasn't changed yet. There's been no report that it has. But, you know, obviously this is developing yep. as the afternoon goes on. So I'm sure we're going to have plenty of updates over the next couple of hours. Mm. Right,
2: okay. We will certainly keep you uh, up to date. All right. The other thing uh, I heard you might have been, been talking to MG during the week, might have been Thursday. Mm. Let's just go backwards a bit. We talked about South Sydney. Uh, Adam Reynolds, he played great footy once again. Yeah. What is the story with this contract saga, I'm going to call it? They obviously are only offering him. One season, he wants two, perhaps three, just to nail that security down for he and and his family. Mm. Uh, and his manager has basically come out and said he can see the situation where he won't be playing in Cardinal and Myrtle uh, beyond a season.
4: And every time he plays like he did last night, it puts more pressure on the club to bend yes. their stance a little. And I think eventually they will. I think. Of, like I, I just find it hard to believe South won't offer him. Uh, a two-year deal at some point in coming weeks. I mean, the wild card in all this now is Michael Morgan because the story's come out that Michael Michael Morgan's shoulders are are playing up again. He's not playing this weekend. And there's genuine concern in Townsville that Michael Morgan... Uh, his career is under threat because there were rumours in the off-season that um, he he may be finished because his shoulders uh, are such an issue for him. And now he's going to miss a game with that shoulder problem. And I think there's genuine concern about Michael Morgan. And why that is a wild card is because Michael Morgan's got two years left on a contract that pays him a million dollars a year. Mm. And if he's forced to retire, the Cowboys are suddenly going to have a million dollars to spend and no halves because... Jay Clifford's. Um, Did he go to Newcastle? He hasn't gone yet, but he's going at the end of the year. And Scott Drinkwater, yeah, yeah. Scott Drinkwater's off contract. Mm. Uh, his manager was up there on Friday to talk to them, but they mm. haven't decided what they're going to do with Scott Drinkwater yet. Mm-hmm. So suddenly, I would, I would have thought a guy like Adam Reynolds. Yeah. comes on their radar. He and does. even if Adam Reynolds doesn't come on their radar, maybe Mitchell Moses does, maybe Luke Brooks mm. does, because Toddy Payton's had an involvement with both those guys at the West Tigers in under-20s. Mm. Well, and Sean that, Johnson. And Sean Johnson, yeah. that will lead. That'll cause a domino effect where maybe other clubs will look at Adam Reynolds. So the Michael Morgan thing, It's a, that's a huge um, wild card in this whole halves mm. uh, um, saga that's playing out right now. hmm what do you think about, I mean, the Adam Reynolds thing, I mean, what is he, 31? Uh, I think he's 31 later this year. Yeah. I think, yeah.
1: So, he's got a lot of good footing
2: left. Hasn't in he hasn't and he's not one of those guys who's missed a lot through injury. No. I mean, that's one of the things that the South Sydney were saying that they'd paid a lot of money for Sam Burgess. They would paid a lot of money. Oh, and then then John Sutton they did year by year as well, didn't they at the back and end. Of and his Greg career.
4: there's been the story the the, the suggestion that Greg Inglis was paid a lot of money yeah. because he retired. but Greg wasn't Greg didn't take a lot of his money actually. So, you know, they paid Greg for that last year when he he didn't play most of that last year, but beyond that, I don't think from memory Greg took money off the club. I think Greg was happy to sacrifice what was left of his contract. Sam's a different situation. They're paying for Sam for the next ten years, uh, and and, about, and they sorry, get salary cap disp- dispensation for that. But it still comes off the club's bottom line. They've yep. still got to pay
1: him, so that's their issue. We're, we're talking about a guy who's basically the fabric of the the Red, Redfern. Um, you know, he's been there since fifteen. Reynolds. Um, he's a local junior. He's, he, he's come through Harold Matthews, Jersey Flag, SGB, all the, all the junior sides. And I, I, for the life of me, you know, a guy who kicks around 90%, he's a, he's a fantastic game manager. And I wouldn't, wouldn't even hesitate if I was someone at South Sydney just because of the, the ripple effect that might have on, you know, they had, a, they had a petition last year for Alex Johnson. Yep. Um, and basically they changed their mind and got him back. And when he was all but gone, I, I just hope to think that the same thing doesn't happen to Adam Reynolds because that, at the moment, this team is a big chance to win the comp this year. Hey, are hey, a Rudy, massive chance. What sort of dispensation does
3: South Sydney get? Now that Reynolds has been there for such a long period of time. Um, Does that
1: come into consideration
3: uh, when, you know, they're going through and they're you know, trying to keep these long-term one club players. Well,
4: it depends. You only get two hundred thousand dollars, and it's it's and it can be spread anywhere. It, it can be, be spread anywhere, but it's to limited to 200000 $200, dollars. You can give one guy two hundred, or you can give two blokes one hundred. Okay, and I, and they've got a few guys who qualified because it's eight years for memory. So okay, um, you know, a guy, even a guy like Campbell Graham, I'm not sure it, it counts beyond yep. first grade, right? So mm-hmm. Campbell's been in the system a long time, but yep. Cookie's been there a while now. Tommy Burgess has mm. been there a while now. Yeah, um, Campbell. Oh, he's John Sutton, been yeah. 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 That? Didn't John Sutton get some of that money in his career? He the, would have at some point. I would have thought yeah. towards the end. So it, you don't get a lot. Yeah. It's not a, It doesn't give you a lot of leeway in the salary cap. Yeah. Because yeah. you know they've got a lot of players. I suspect who qualify for it. Yeah.
2: And you're right, MJ. Adam Reynolds certainly seems to be part of the fabric of South Sydney. I know that you got that huge round of applause when he came off early uh, last night, and also Dane Gagai offering to, you know, maybe give a bit yeah. of some of his oh, contract. Well, what about that? Is well, that contract
4: as well what about that? He's on big money at that club, Dane Gagai. That tells you how much they love him. Yeah, that that's you when, you, that's love when,
3: when you start winning premierships
1: when yes. people start making yes. those yes. sort yeah. of sacrifices. Yes. Yeah, well, I had to do
4: that
2: to
3: keep you here,
4: Gertz,
1: but, you know, <laughs> <laughs>
2: And we're going to win the premiership, baby. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Daddy. <laughs> It's, uh, just year by year here, I tell you. Uh, <laughs> one game at a time, one game at a time, come on. Exactly. you got plenty to give. <laughs> and quickly, Anthony Milford, what's the, uh, the latest there? You see him perhaps not being uh, Brisbane.
4: Well, I do because, I mean, they're obviously trying to keep Tommy Dearden and they're trying hard, but again, he's, he's a guy the Cowboys are looking at and if Michael Morgan's in some strife, then they'll go, I would would have thought the Cowboys would double their efforts mm. for Tommy Dearden. But the, the talk is that Katoni Stags will play 5-8 there as part of the, the plan to keep Katoni Stags at the club. He's off contract. At the end of the year, he's got a lot of clubs sniffing around in Parramatta, Canterbury. Yep. Uh, but there's talk that Brisbane will pay him a lot of money to play him at six. Now,
3: yep. that is, was, that, is that something that he's accustomed to? I mean, is he developed come through the system? I at think six he's played
4: some six uh, coming through the system. Obviously yep. not in first grade? I think he. Yep. Had, I think he had a game there last year for memory, or he Did moved he, okay. there at one yeah. point. Um, I think he filled the in there a couple of times during, during the game. Yeah, there but there I just, game, you just yeah. got to.
3: I mean, I, and, and Jack Whiten's the, the perfect example, he's isn't it, yeah. he? But I mean, Jack Whiten's got a great kicking game. And yeah, I think yeah. that's, you know, if you that's, get a young halfback like Dearden or something in there and he's got to have all the weight of, you know, the game management on his shoulders because I wouldn't imagine Tony Stags would be a guy out there directing people around with a great, you know, a lot of communication as, as part of his uh, repertoire. So it'll be interesting. I mean, he's a guy that obviously physically could handle the position, but also, you know, is, is he has he got a ball? You know, is he, can, he, can he ball play? Yep. Um, has he got a kicking game? You can't just throw a guy um, a lot of money and try and throw him into a, a position that you're not giving him the best chance to play his best football and then represent just because um, you need, you've need, you got a certain amount of dollars allocated to a certain position that you want to spend because you're not going to keep Milford. I mean, the upshot of it all, Tony, is that basically
4: Anthony Milford, the clock's ticking. He mm. needs to start firing. If he doesn't, he won't be in Brisbane next year.
2: Yeah, there's a few in that basket uh, He needs the, a change, I think, Milford. Yeah. No, all right, well, we got uh, so much ahead. In fact, we're going to speak with uh, Brian to- oh, from the Panthers. We are going to catch up with Zach Lomax, uh, as we said. Uh, Sterlo joins us at two. Uh, it's all ahead. Saturday Scrum, thanks to King G.
0: Triple M, Saturday Scrum for King G. Triple M rocks footy. Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream.